Thank you for joining us on this episode of Circle of Trades. Once again, I'm Todd Studer, and we continue now with the second half of a conversation between Jessa Erickson of ThinkSpace IT and Travis Waldstein of AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning in Council Bluffs. If you did not hear the first half of this conversation, what you need to do is search ThinkSpace IT. We will put a link to it in the show notes and listen to the first half of the conversation. This is kind of a special program that we're doing where the two podcasts are merging together. So ThinkSpace IT podcast and a circle of trades to bring you information about the IT part of what Travis does with AirServe heating and air conditioning. Well, it's not only safe, but you're, you know, your, your, your information with us is safe. You, you, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, like I said, it, it, it's protected to a point that where, you know, it, listen, they'd have to work for the CIA or the Russian mob, you know, before they could get in and get any information <laughs> to find out that you got a 2020 rude, you know, air conditioner in your house, you know, I don't even yeah. know that, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, well, like, without looking at, you know, it. How, you know, you know, maybe they're stalking your house or something, you know, but no, well, it, come it, on. It, there's better things to do than stalk my house. Well, yeah, unless you got to get rid of that Viking stuff in your house. Oh, see, shut there you it. Go. But, uh, <laughs> there's the Vikings. Yeah. yeah so, but uh, no, it, it, no, as far as safety security, you have to. Uh, you know, with Service Titans, they ha- Service Titan, they have a program called uh, Service Titan Payments that we use that's kind of tied in. You know, that's where I talk about PCI compliance and mm-hmm. all that stuff because now, you know, they've just kind of talking your world a little bit. You know, we've, you know, a lot of stuff that basically we get entered the credit card information for a customer, process it. We have options to where it could access it on a file, but with PCI compliance now, what their issue is with the chips and stuff, they really don't want you entering that information mm-hmm. anymore. They want you to have the chip reader or whatever it is because of the encryption in the security level. I bet, yep, there you go. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just holding up one that I have here for credit card processing. Man, that thing's tiny. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing I've been told for two years is really not a deal. Well, I got a page and a half email from Merchant Services saying, well, we need it. We want to do that. We want to provide through you from Merchant Services, which is great. But the problem we run into is service type payments. So if a customer, let's say we, you make a payment, Jess, uh, on your account, let's say it's $50. What happens in Service Titan is that a payment automatically is applied in Service Titan. Well, if you go through an outside vendor, if you go through merchant services, who they use, but if you don't have that pathway, then we mm-hmm. got to go into merchant services account and then go back and link that. And they're like, well, it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, as yes, many credit card processes as we do, it is. So we got to go back and have a talk with service type payments and say, why are we not being provided these, you know, these uh, chip readers, for lack of a better word to call them, you know, and so this kind of came up yesterday so i'm asking some questions today so but that's real world stuff because you know i mean how many credit card numbers are stolen and used i mean i i would guess it of us three sitting here in the last year how many of us have gotten a call that hey your credit card has been compromised or hey you know we saw this charge you know, at, 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 you know, five, you know, five guys in Los Angeles and here in Council Bluffs, Iowa. And it's like, well, how the heck did they get it? It's like, no, it wasn't in five guys out in LA. So I mean, it have you know, it happens. And unfortunately it's more than Norman and the exception. So I'm glad that them things are in place, but, uh, it's more important than ever. And that's where people like you, 
Yep. Come in and, you know, make sure to keep the world safe from people like me. <laughs> oh, Travis, you're the least of my worries. <laughs> Travis, I'm, I'm curious with the amount of technology that you use with uh, AirServe, how much of it did you see a need for before you had it versus how much did you see the benefit after you had it? That's a loaded question because, you know, I got in this trade in 94, and I'm going back to when I started to trade it. Listen, everything's mechanical, very little electronics. You might have what I call dumb circuit boards, first-generation circuit boards. So we're going back to infancy stuff. Fast forward to today, you know, everything is, you know, er our manufacturer readers came out. Everything they're going to have is Bluetooth, QR code, set up, you know, register the equipment, all that stuff. Um, and you think, well, it's not that, it's not the, it's a huge deal. It's a game changer for us. Troubleshooting, you know, when, when I, when I was running in the field run service clothes, I had a two milk crates with service manuals. I had a train, you know, rooftop commercial service manual, because if you're on a rooftop, you know, and you need to call the tech support guy, you're better off to have the manual because you'd be waiting two days, you know, we just carry manuals. Now you go on your phone. And you type in, uh, hey, you know, this is a train VRF, variables inner handler, it's a rude whatever. You know, there's so much information online to be able to troubleshoot, to be able to understand what's going on. So I, it's, it's almost one of the things you don't need know that you need it until you have it. And then once you have it, you're like, how the heck did I survive the last 15 years? without this feature benefit and then and then it changes and you kind of freak out and it's like well that's even better yet you know but you you get used to something and that's probably the hardest part with the technology stuff but that's the way technology that's the way technology is it constantly evolves it's always changing and the funny thing is you know you think about oh i used to do it this way this is so much better and this is so great and then it doesn't work one day Mm -hmm. and then what do you do uh, a great example as far as technology goes, and, and this I went out and saw my son Harley out in Seattle two weeks ago. Chris, he works for Amazon, so he's an IT kid. He does. If you've bought Amazon anywhere, you know you go out there and you type in there and you look for something, and it, it's not an Amazon site, but you have an Amazon account and you want to buy it through them. That was kind of his first big project with the Amazon is Amazon anywhere and making that work. So you could buy it through Amazon retailer, they chip it to you but they're not eight Amazon retailer. Kind of a big thing. Um, I've bought three or four things on it. works pretty slick. But we were actually out at the corporate offices in Seattle walking through. Well, they had a gro- grocery store. Well, you know, everybody goes to Walmart or Target, and they, they bitch about the self-checkout. I hate it because I'm not a, I'm not a $15 an hourly employee, okay? So I have a problem with it. You walk in this Amazon store, and there's a 1,000 cameras up in the ceiling. If you have an Amazon account, you grab a bottle of water, you grab a Snickers, you grab whatever you want to in the grocery store, and then you just you walk through it, you walk in there, get what you need, you bag your stuff if you have enough to bag, and then you leave. You don't go through it, you don't have to go through a checkout, you don't go whatever, but it's the technology such to where it knows what you got, so you don't stand the checkout line, you don't have to check out, you don't have to do that. So you lay a walk out, you almost feel like you're stealing, but Amazon's already debit off your Amazon account or whatever credit card you use. Basically, you would just have to have your code 
to get into the grocery store. So you talk about cool technology. How cool would it be in 10 years to walk into Walmart, buy $150 worth of groceries or whatever, and you don't have to go through the checkout line. You could walk out with your scan, and they send you your bill right there on the spot. I know what I'm dreaming about tonight. <laughs> but the other side of that is really cool. Doesn't that pretty much end theft in that particular store then? If they know what you have, it's on you when you walk out. Virtually, you can't steal. No. You, so you that's re- awesome. It, it's a fantastic. I, I saw that. I thought, you know what? It's kind of crazy, but you're being watched anyway in a store like that. It made such a much better experience than having to go through a self-checkout. I could promise you that. You know, you got four kids and you go through the grocery store, you fill up the grocery cart and you can just walk out and know that everything's paid for and not have to spend the extra 15 minutes scanning and stuff. Think about the money that would save a retailer. And the sanity on the parent who's with those kids. So on behalf of all parents out there, I would just like to say, can we make this happen? <laughs> and quickly, because I've been there. Or, you know, if you're sick and you have to go in and get like, I don't know, NyQuil or something. You know, you want to get in, get out as quickly as possible. That would be super awesome. The only thing I decided that if 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 someone like Kyvy did, they had a liquor department, it'd be pretty easy to rack up two hundred bucks and not think about it. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> there's always that downside. It's like, oh, there's no there's no accountability for me at this point until I get the charging when I walk outside. It's like, uh. So, how's Donna doing, by the way? Donna is doing fabulously. Uh, So, Donna is my front office gal, which actually, she is going to be taking on a new position soon. She is going to become a technology account, or sorry, a technology alignment manager. I can't even get the words right. So, she's going to continue to do some of the stuff that she's doing now. Um, She won't be scanning for you much longer, I'm sad to say, but I'm happy to say it because that means we're almost done with this project. (laughs) So as Travis has alluded previously, we have five, five, five one, drawer filing cabinets. One, two, three, f- yeah, five. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of of files in our office that we have been scanning for him to put up into Service Titan so that they can actually uh, are up into the cloud. Yeah. Basically. But so that they can um, have it archived and get to it faster, easier. So, yeah, that's been a very fun project. It's been a little challenging because of the particular way that they file stuff. It's I don't know if it's normal for other people in your your industry. It's definitely not normal for how we do stuff. But then again, we're not normal either. So there's that. Mm But no, it's been a fun project, and I think she's a little sad to see it almost be done. Yeah, well, we got a few more files we could bring up to her. So yeah, yeah. So that or, you can, or she can show Desiree how to do it. We've had that conversation. But oh yeah, we can come out and help with that. There you go. What it is is, like I said, we've had five file drawers, residential commercial files, and literally want to keep them up to, to the cloud for reasons you said: accessibility, not going and digging through file drawers, space that file drawers create because they do. So you know, Donna's gone through, but most of our stuff we do by address. Mm-hmm. You go, why by address and versus by customer? Addresses generally don't change unless you tear down a building. Ownership can change. 
So, you know, Mrs. Jones can own it one day and then, you know, Mrs. Thomas or Mr. Thomas can own it five years later. That's true because what you're installing is not leaving with the person no. when they when they sell their house and going to the next residence. They're not uh, taking that with not them. Likely. Uh, not usually unless it's got a meth habit, but, you know, we won't talk about that. <laughs> that's they, they that's another wait. episode for another time. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, so that's what, that's what, that's what we do, you know, and, and it sounds crazy, but it's so much easier because like I said, we have it all the time. We have customers that, well, you know, was a customer A, B and C. Well, we know the same equipment. We know the history on it, you know, makes it a lot easier for us to follow up, you know, and it, it's worked pretty well. Company changes the name, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be able to change the name, but the address will generally Stay the same. The so. Serial number, that particular product number, that's going to stay with the same address. It just may change owners. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. It makes sense. But most people don't think, because you always think, well, I need to have the customer's name. Well, and you do need to have the customer's name, but understanding is that can always change. But that's not the primary indicator. Mm-hmm. The primary indicator in this case is the address. Exactly. There's an old guy, him and me beat heads more than once, but a guy named Randy Smith talked about that when I first became an air servant. At first, I thought he was full of it. Then I thought about it for about 10 minutes, and I decided that the old crusty bald bastard was right. <laughs> <laughs> Affectionately. <laughs> well, that's if you, if you want to call that a term of endearment, that's entirely on you. Well, it uh, is Travis. That yeah. is his term of yeah. endearment. I, I'm wondering, uh, just as you hear all of the technology that Travis has in place for uh, air serve from your vantage point, are you able to hear that and say, okay, this sounds like he has a complete system? Is your brain working on ways to fill in some gaps that maybe you're identifying that he wouldn't? Or Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My brain's constantly going like that. Um, for example, I was at my dentist the other day and I happened to see a flashing light on their printer. And so I couldn't help it. I had to ask them, hey, is your printer okay? Because it's got a flashing light and that's not normal. So my brain is constantly doing things like that. And absolutely with Travis telling us what he does, my brain's going, okay, so I'm assuming since you have, you know, headquarters, they've probably got your firewall taken care of. I would hope so because a firewall is absolutely key. You know, this, this, and this. We're constantly doing gap analysis. And actually that's that's a big part of what Donna's going to be doing is she's going to be working with the customers to identify, okay, what do we have in place? How well is it working? Now, where do we have any gaps? What are they and how do we fix them? That's going to be an ongoing thing. And it always is. We're just changing the way that we do things now. And Travis, from your side, I would guess that you don't want to think about that kind of stuff. That's why That's why you have someone. Well, that's that, that's why you do have people. And realistically, if I, we came in and, and you know, and, and we've traded some work, obviously, but, you know, it's something... How do you want to put? You don't know it's a problem till you know it's a problem. Yep. It, it, it's them unforeseen surprises that come out of left field that you just don't know. And, and unfortunately, techno business and technology is one of them. You know, listen, I'm I'm not I'm not keeping up with PC times or whatever's you know IT today or whatever the trends are. Well, and you shouldn't have to. You have your industry, and that is your expertise. Yeah, this is why I do what I do. You know, I'm not going to go to you if I'm sick. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go to you when I had a super old furnace 
that seemed to have a, what was it, a crack in the hose? A crack in the heat exchanger. Yeah, that Jason duct taped up, and yeah, oh, yeah they, oh, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, but, but the, the, the thing is, there, there, I'm sure there is gaps in my business. If you take a look at, it don't have to be a franchise. It could be any, you know, business of any, time, any size. When you get that involved in technology, and you're talking money, and you're talking transactions, you know, and then you got, you know, of course you got Big Brother watching you too. So sorry, Joe, you know, but uh, you know, it, it. The reality is, is you have, you need to, you need, you can protect yourself to a point to where you're in the poorhouse, and, and nobody wants to do that. But you also have to protect yourself to a level that if something happens, it's not going to put you out of business or per, put you into the poorhouse. Yes. All right. Before we wrap up here. Um, there's a line from a Batman movie that says some men just want to watch the world burn. Oof. So, <laughs> Iowa versus Iowa State. Oh, and go. Uh, well, wait, what sport are we talking about? I don't care. <laughs> okay, well, they, they, if you can talk about water polo, hit it. Hey, listen. Do either team, do they, do either one of them have water polo teams? Uh, no, but Iowa's got a, a, a hockey team. They're not, uh, Iowa State a, used to. Do yeah, they still? Yeah, they, no, I don't think they got a hockey oh. team. Uh, you know, you used to have baseball at Iowa State, too. Yeah. You don't have baseball. I know. Don't get me started. Uh, on you, that. you know, fi- f- finally, you know, Iowa State, Nebraska finally, you know, won their Super Bowl this year by beating Iowa. So, yeah. you know, for the first time in eight years for both schools, that I expect that to be a one year run. So, that one, that's what I talk about about you know it's usually the second game of the football season where i was playing iowa state and i said let's all just combine and find the common ground that unites us all as iowans it's our hatred of nebraska (laughs) i'm gonna preface that by saying i don't completely hate nebraska Fred Hoiberg, if you're listening at all, I love you. I went to Ames High. Your family's amazing. Your mother-in-law uh, is wonderful. That's true. But I, when I, it comes to sports, I do wish Nebraska basketball all the best because Fred is amazing. But when it comes to football, I used to work at the mall when fans would come in before the game. And I'm sorry to say I'm, I'm, I don't miss that at all. Mm-hmm. Nebraska fans, some of them were not the nicest people in the world. Then again... Some of Iowa fans are not the nicest people in the world, and I'm sure that some would probably say there are some Iowa State fans who are royal jerks, too. Yeah. So, all's fair in love and war, and you know what? All I'm going to say is, who took home the Cyhawk Trophy this year? Uh, that, that's my whole point. You finally had it first time in eight years, so make sure you, <laughs> yeah, dust, baby. Make sure you dust it off. We, we bring it back to, well, I guess it'll be in Ames this year, so you know, make sure it's dusted before we come over and get it. So, uh, are you kidding? I, We're going to have to hose that thing down because you're not going to get it back uh, for years. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite story about Iowa, Iowa State is, of course, my sister-in-law, Jane, she, she, her, her whole family went to Iowa State. Most of my aunts and uncles went to Iowa State. They just all got dropped in their head, but that's okay. So <laughs> anyway, so 2001, this is the, when the, the Iowa State game, Iowa, Iowa State game got dropped week two because of 9-11. So, uh, so they moved the game to the last Saturday of November, Iowa, Iowa State, and it was at Ames. So I, we made a bet. And there's a picture out there, and if you talk to my sister, I'm really nice. She'd probably find it for you. We bet on a game, and, and the whole bet was, I, if I won, I had to buy something, or, or she had to, do, if I won, I she had to do something for me, and then if I was state one, I had to have my fingernails painted cardinal and gold. I want to see that picture. Yeah, and there's a picture of me having red and yellow fingernails coming back here to Couch Bluffs to go back to work. And everybody's like, why do you have red and yellow fingernail polish on his hands? So, you know, lost a bet. 
It's okay. I still got my Hawkeye tattoo, I, and I wear my Hawkeye hat all the time. It's all about what's on your head and, and your heart. So it's all, it's all good. And my license plate. <sighs> Although I will say my favorite of the football games was 2011, three overtimes in Ames, mm-hmm. and my boys won. Well, yeah, that was as good. And it was one. also my wedding day, just for clarification. Yeah. So it was a super wonderful day for me. So, so that wasn't like, let me think which was, was it in, in 2017 that they went to Ames and went to three overtimes and, and we won. And then in 2019, was it 2019 or 2020 where we had the uh, nine hour football game in Ames and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and you know, no one in Ames would deliver food to, to the Iowa football players would are waiting out a three hour aim to let, Rain delay, so they had to go to oh Des Moines my... and have food delivered. Gosh, I remember that. <laughs> and I I was at home for that game, and I was the happiest day of my life not to be at that game. <laughs> oh man, that was yeah. Well, I'm just sitting back enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, thank you very much. And aside from the the sports stuff, which is just fun, there was a lot of great information in there, wow. and uh, I think that uh, it, you know what this proves is just how much your two industries merge and oh, yeah. and can really benefit. I think it's cool with what she does, what the business is. Obviously, they're a think outside the box. They're growing. You know, I'm, I mean, there's a huge opportunity potential with, with her business. If anybody's looking, I'm sure she'll always take qualified employees. Oh, uh, always. Uh, you know, and, and need more people. They're, they're looking for solutions for your business, not just, you know, just try to make, I mean, obviously at the end of the day, you want to make money, but you want to be able to have someone you can know, like, and trust. So, you know, they, 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 they've done me right. And, and, uh, you know, I, listen, I think it's great what they're doing and, you know, I mean, they have their office in Harlan, Iowa, but, you know, like I said, which nothing wrong against Harlan, except my kids went to Lewis Central, but, uh, you know, like <laughs> I said, it, you know, but that's a good banter. They got a great place up there and, they're growing, so good problem to have. Can't uh, can't end on any better note than that. Oh, so sweet. All right, yeah. Travis, Jessup, thank you much. Thank you.